I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today we're talking minimalism and misconceptions. We want to cut through all the misunderstandings out there and reinforce that the purpose of minimalism is to help bring us closer to the things we value most. So I'm really excited about this talk Yeah, today. I am really excited about it because there are so many misconceptions and it's kind of funny talking to people or when you bring up that you're a minimalist or talk about it, people have such a like different perspective on what it is than what it actually is and it's funny to listen to what they think it is. So when you're out on the streets of Toronto and you tell people about this podcast or how you've kind of become a minimalist, what is their reaction? Well, I've always kind of lived this way, so I feel like people who know me know I'm like this. But if I, yeah, I, I actually kind of get a little bit embarrassed saying that I'm a minimalist, or if other people are like, oh, Lauren's a minimalist. I'm like, people are going to think I'm crazy. Like, so don't say that. I can relate to that. So, okay, so I'd argue that minimalism, the word, or calling yourself a minimalist, I'd, I'd argue, even my experiences, that they often see it as initially like super interesting. They're like, oh, well, like that's fascinating. It almost has like that cool factor, but I feel like there's still those negative connotations connected to the idea or that way of living. Some people flat out think that being a minimalist is just weird. Yeah, I can see that. So I see what you mean. So Well, I, so, so I've always kind of lived with less, and I felt like when people would see my room or see my place, they would be like, oh, you're a minimalist. And I was like, oh, what is that? Like, this was years and years ago. And I was like, no, I'm not. That's weird. Oh, so you didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until later on. I mean, I'd argue that they think it's weird. And most people who that think that minimalism is weird is because they are thinking of the misconceptions that are attached to the word. Yeah, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So on that note, uh, what, what would be your first, what is the overarching uh, misunderstanding out there that you would say? Um, I think it's that people don't think that minimalists are driven or want to make money or care to make money. And, you know, it's like, oh, why do you need money? You don't need to buy anything. You're a minimalist. So you're saying that uh, there's an idea, there's the idea out there that you're somewhat not ambitious? Yeah, okay. if you're a minimalist. Oh, um, and the, the point is, is that you can make as much money as you want or, or work as hard as you want and you're more intentional with your money and when you have resources like something as big as money as a resource you can do so much more with it in terms of giving back or giving to charities or helping other people out or building a company or saving or paying off a mortgage or putting your kids through school like you can do so much more with your money when you're not just mindlessly consuming stuff that you're not using so I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that minimalists don't make money or they don't need money or they don't care to make money it's not as much around money it's more around you know the lifestyle they want to live and how they want to spend their money or be intentional I'd also say that um, I mean in connection to this I've heard some people argue that minimalists are frugal so but I would say yes that is um, completely incorrect that was completely wrong because Minimalists are rather intentional with their spending habits. And on that note, we can own nice and expensive things. That's something that like I really, really, really want to reinforce is that you can be a minimalist and have quality things. To be honest, like that's one of the greatest benefits of minimalism is the opportunity to purchase items of higher quality because you're only you have fewer things so we can live with our finest things. 
So this is the biggest thing is like people think that if you're a minimalist, you only have the necessities and not the luxuries. But it is the luxuries like that. You, of course, minimalists have luxuries like they they love to travel or have a nice bottle of wine or buy an expensive coat. But the point is, is that they don't do it to excess and, you know, they do it and you enjoy it. It's like I actually would argue that minimalists are more likely to have higher quality or luxuries in life right. because they're not they don't have all the small stuff cluttering their space that they can have those really nice things that they appreciate and that they enjoy and that last longer. And they're choosing those nice things because they're choosing items that, or they're keeping items and they're using only items that make them happy. So that brings us closer. It's like going to your wardrobe. Hey, like I'm going to get rid of all the items that don't make me feel my best when I wear them. So you're going to choose those items that make you feel your best and most put together every single day. And I mean, that's just a way of decluttering, right? It's amazing. Another misconception is that you can't own any clothes. Like you, you can only order and own a certain number of items, like ten or twenty or or thirty. I mean, that's an extreme view. But people need to realize that you can own a hundred items. You could own one hundred and fifty items, two hundred items. It's about making sure. And as I'm going to repeat what you said in a former podcast, and I love this, it's making sure that you use every item that you own. Yeah. And if it makes you happy and if it has a function, then that is, you've, you've, you've perfected it. And you know what the beauty of like, I mean, a lot of people also argue uh, minimalists, especially when it comes to their wardrobe, they only have a certain amount of uh, clo- colors and, you know, they, they, they don't have many patterns in their wardrobe. Well, yeah, there are some people that kind of uh, like to wear the same things that they have that uniform approach, but... There are others who can be super passionate about fashion and their personal style and have a smaller wardrobe, which basically just helps the, the everyday um, decision-making process. Like having a small wardrobe, um, you actually argued again that it means that you've mastered your personal style. It's something I love that you said in a former episode. Yeah, and even say you did love fashion and you had a lot of clothes, maybe that's the area in your life where you do own more than most people people but you if your fashion's your life and you work in fashion maybe you own a lot less in other areas because most of your time is spent in fashion so there's no rules there's no guidebook there's no instruction on how to be a minimalist it's just being intentional and using the stuff you own and I think that goes into I want to go into the next point is that you even as minimalists we make mistakes like I still buy clothes that I don't wear that much or maybe I only wear once or twice or sometimes not at all and you it's like oh shoot I bought that and I didn't wear it and that wasn't a good use of my money. Lauren often goes to (laughs) our favorite store Aritzia (laughs) and she'll come back with a top or a couple tops and she'll be like oh shoot I don't think I really needed this. (laughs) <laughs> I know, and I'm good at when I shop. I come back and make sure it fits with other outfits, or that I'm actually gonna wear it or use it. And if I don't, then I'll return it. But, but you're gonna make mistakes, like trying to get to the point where you to only own things you use takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of time and trial and error to get there. And it's not just clothes, like 
even food, like if you're over buying food and you're throwing a lot of food out, you kind of have to look back and reassess. Like I still, to, don't you hate when you, at the when you're throwing food and you're like, damn it, I overbought or I, I, I shouldn't have bought this or I didn't end up using it. Like I hate doing that. I, I feel like I disorganized. And one thing Lauren does, which is which keeps you organized in that category, is you usually write a a, a list of all the items and the meals that you want for the week, right? So you're pretty good at that. I am pretty good at that. Um, but then, little like, Thanksgiving's coming up this weekend. I'm going home, and it's, you know, y- you really have to be on top of stuff. So it you can make mistakes, and I don't want people to think that Kelly and I go out and, like, find that one top, and we're like, oh, I love this top, and we just wear it, and it's... Make, fits with everything and we don't make any mistakes like we definitely overbuy and I'm sure actually speaking of this like I have a keyboard in my closet and I have not played the piano in a long time but I am dedicated to learn how to play the piano okay then you're gonna keep it so I'm gonna keep it and but the point is is like people be like if you were minimalist you wouldn't have that because you're not using it and it's like nobody is perfect no one's perfect and I'm gonna learn how to play it so it's just a reminder that I need to learn had I owned 10 different things for 10 hobbies that's might be when I come in and question are you over buying or using or you know making up this future that's not actually gonna happen so on the, on that note of um going uh, uh grocery shopping it's uh, Thanksgiving this coming weekend, and here in Canada, because yeah. uh, I know the U.S. has a different Thanksgiving, but uh, I was about to go to the grocery store today and do a big grocery shop, and I was thinking, no. Lauren's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You're going home in two days. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. I need to be more intentional there. Uh, but um, I would say, okay, so I want to go back into misconceptions. So there's an, another one is that we live in shoe boxes. We live in shoe boxes. It's a sterile space. It's empty and there is no color. So people often think that, I mean, okay. My place, I have a black and white theme, so okay. Yeah, I have gray and white, so <laughs> so we, we do maybe like we are falling to the stereotype. <laughs> maybe in that category, which is so funny. But our place are, places are not shoe boxes. I think that they are functional for one person. They make sense for one person, two people max. Yeah, they do. And I feel like I feel happy in terms of like you know this is all the space I need. I'm not someone who. Um, is living with extra space that they're not using. Um, it goes back to, I, I don't know, I always think about this. Why in homes do we have dining rooms and you know our kitchen table? So we have a kitchen, and we have the kitchen table area, and then we have a separate room for our, you know holidays. Like in our dining room and my family, we, we only use the dining room maybe twice a year. Yeah, same with mine. They actually just, there's a study where they, they looked at people's homes and where they spent most of their time. And I think it's like 70% of the home isn't even used most of the time. I saw that in the minimalist documentary. Yeah. And it's like, why if you're, it's like you use a dining room. My, my parents use it once a year at Christmas. We do the big Christmas dinner, which is nice to have everyone over for Christmas dinner. But for those few hours every year, like we could go somewhere or, or make, do in another way for how large our homes are also I want to want to say that you know my cousin actually came to stay with me and she's like oh because she lives in a house in London that's a couple hours outside Toronto and in Toronto the condominiums are quite small and she's like oh yeah you, you can only 
own exactly what you need here. She's like, you really can't own much more than that. And I wanted to be like, no, if you were to go to most condos in Toronto, I'm sure they're quite cluttered and the closets are bursting. And I'm like, I'm like disciplined to live this way. Don't think that. Lauren is a rarity. Is <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I have to say this too. If I'm, I will sell stuff on Kijiji I don't use. Or if I stop liking it or like a camera. And every time I do it and I tell someone, I'm like, oh, I just sold the camera. So they're like, well, what else do you have left then if you sold one of your items? <laughs> or my friends will joke around. They'll be like, oh, you're just sitting in your empty apartment with your bottle of Lysol. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> like, they love to pick fun of living this way, but I couldn't imagine life not this way, so. Okay. I can't believe that that is, these are your friends from London. They This is their their idea of people that live in the city, that they are live like you. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> oh, wow, you really, it, your place is so small. You really can't own much here. I'm like, people still own a lot when they live in condos. <laughs> people fill every single co- corner in their condos. I don't know how they live like that. No. It makes me go like, I mental. I couldn't imagine. But, um, yeah, I, I have a funny story, too. So, well, I was with my dad on that note. So I was with my dad a couple days ago. He came to the city. And I was like, hey, like, I want to show you my apartment. Like, it looks, it's just very clean. And he is, yeah, you know, I heard you take, you know, you're a minimalist now. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> I said, you don't need to define me as a minimalist. But basically, I'm helping be more deliberate, intentional in my life. And I want to show you my space because I'm proud of it. So I showed him my space. And he goes, yeah, you know, yeah, you really cleared it, you know, it out. You know, it looks really, like, airy and bright and all these things. And he goes, but Kelly, like you know, I, just make sure you have enough. Like, um, maybe you don't have enough. Like, you know, I, as but, long as you have enough things, you know, I'm, you know, d- don't throw everything out and get rid of everything. And, and I, he well, was so concerned. Yeah, they're concerned that we're just going to keep going. <laughs> one day, every time he comes down, your apartment's going to be empty one day. And you're like, Dad, look. Look how clear it is. <laughs> that is his fear. Isn't that so interesting? It is. It's so funny. Actually, I how are like we talk about how our parents or our, our homes that we grew up in are cluttered like are your both your parents are like that or do you think that one of them's more minimal than the other uh i think that my okay so this is tough so since i started this podcast my mother has been inspired to declutter a lot of areas oh, in the house. So it's really cute. So she's, but she's always been, she used to be a neat freak as a kid. As a kid, she was a neat freak. And, but then that changed. I think she just got, you know, tired up. of it. Tired of it. No, she's definitely on top of it. But uh, yeah, so it's cute. She'll, she'll, she'll be like, oh, you know, I like, you know, I went through the pantry and I threw out everything that was old or whatever. And I, you know, I decluttered this room and it feels so good. And it's really cute to like hear those accomplishments. But I would say that my dad has a lot of stuff. Oh, he does. But he's not, he's not someone who puts clutter everywhere. So he's simple, but he has a lot of storage stuff that he likes to keep on to, like hold on to. So a lot of dusty things, especially even from his parents' home. There's a lot of like art and you know sculptures and all these things that these artifacts that really like I should go down there and start selling those things. But yeah, (laughs) the thing is they wouldn't even notice. My I feel like my dad actually is really simple and doesn't own that much stuff. Speaking of what your mom said, my mom, if I'm ever like cleaning or simplifying stuff, she's like, "Oh, honey, I was just like you when I was young." I'm like, I'm always gonna be this way. Like, I'm not one day just gonna fill up my house 
Wow, that's shocking. Because you'd think that if she started thinking this way uh, at a younger age, that it would continually apply in her life as she Yeah, well, gets maybe older. that's another misconception about minimalism is that because maybe you were one earlier on that you... Like, maybe people give it up or people um, take it on. Like, it, maybe it's not for good. I, I don't, it's something you need to maintain. Yeah, I don't think I could ever not be this way, though. I don't think, I don't know. I mean, it, there's there's a misconception that minimalists are extremists. I mean, some yeah. are, not all are. Uh, I wouldn't call you an extremist, but I feel like this is a part of your mindset, and I don't think that that's going to switch. No, like, imagine coming here one day and it's just full of glitter. I'm like, yeah, Absolutely. I'm not like that anymore, Kelly. <laughs> Cancel the podcast. Well, you, <laughs> you never know. You could go through a very hard time in your life. And yeah, that's true. Become a hoarder. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I would argue that today we are in this modern minimalism phase. So minimalism has this cool factor now. That's why when I'm out on the field and I speak about minimalism, I find that I capture others' attention. There's like interest in the subject. Um, most speak of wanting to like minimal minimalize their life and I'd argue that most of them would think about the physical clutter first. But I also re want to reinforce that it's not just about physical possessions, it's about being relevant to your um, uh, mental and emotional levels as well, right? Those are things that we kind of like let's, let, let, you know, fall to the wayside, right? They do, I do think they go hand in hand with each other. Like the more, like if someone lived a very simple life at home, you wouldn't expect them to come into the office and be super stressed out all the time. Like you would think that they would kind of go, I mean, it's possible, but um, also, like you said, like you cleared out your place and all of a sudden you felt more calm and you opened your cupboard door and there was a few things there and it was just like that mental space that you got back, even with your closet. So they, they do go hand in hand. But yeah, they're interconnected. Yeah, they are interconnected. Yeah. Uh, again, so like really... I, would you agree that it's trendy to live with less these days? Um, I do think we're catching on, which I think is amazing, but I hate the word trend because I think trends come and go. Okay. And I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm a minimalist and it's like super trendy, so I'm not going to buy that much stuff. And then in five years, it's like, oh yeah, I'm over that trend. Back to consumerism. Like, I don't... But I would, I would argue uh, that... Back in the, I would say maybe mid, uh, mid early, early 70s, 80s, there was a point where minimalism was cool. And, yeah. And then, you know, consumerism, materialism, and the now we're kind of back at this stage where we're rethinking our decisions. So maybe it is something that becomes trendy. It's just like anything else in life. It's like yeah, starts and it's off, but it's about what you want to do in your life. And it's like, do you want to apply this to your life forever or only at this point in your life? I mean, I'd argue that we want to keep this in our lives forever because it for makes good. us happier. Well, we're all born minimalist essentially like you're we're born as a naked baby <laughs> yeah you're not born with anything it's like you're taught to consume I think it's there's like a natural um drive or want to have material possessions even like looking back throughout history and through evolution that um you know it's like 
if we were making pots in a cave or we were making furs or coats, like you would want those possessions because they were necessary for survival or even um, enjoyment of your life. But I think uh, we've kind of gotten to this point where it's too much and that's where we're taking a step back and reflecting. I like that. It makes me think about, you know, how when you talk about health and nutrition, many will say, hey, like eat like, you know, the caveman ate, you know, like paleo or, you know, think, you know, natural ingredients and, you know, whole foods and apply that to your everyday way of living too. They didn't need much back then. But now we're uh, yeah. so reliant Cavemen on also died toothless at the age of 29. <laughs> so I wouldn't personally do their diet. You guys can. Just <laughs> um, like, saying it was simple. Yeah, no, I know. It was very simple. But the point is, it's like there is that innateness in us, like that internal want to have these things. Because, they, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, obviously, material possessions bring me joy and happiness. Like... We're sitting here, we have the phone, we get to do this podcast and talk about it and we're having coffee and, you know, like there's, there does bring joy to our life. But I, I think that um, there has to be a point where you assess your situations, which goes into the next point about how we are still very tempted by consumerism, popular culture and all minimalists are. Yes, I love that point. Keep going. Because I don't, I'm sure some will fight against me, but... If you walk by a store or you walk by something nice or a beautiful car or jacket or even food, like it's, you still want it. It's still in our systems. Yeah, our (laughs) DNA to want that stuff. And I think maybe it is a mechanism of survival. Like to have clothes are going to keep you warm and to have a roof over your head is going to keep you safe and to have food is going to keep you alive. But we have been marketed so much to that's actually a point where it's at a detriment that it's consuming our lives and it's it's affecting us now like it's not it's no longer um good for us in the sense that we're enjoying it and it's a survival thing it's actually a point where we're drowning in our possessions and it's an issue now and mm-hmm. so this is come but i i want to say like kelly and i like i still go to the mall and i'm so tempted <laughs> i want to shop and oh i'm the opposite now Oh, really? Oh, well, as now. Now in my life. Yeah, not at all. Like, it, the beauty, <laughs> the beauty in, you know, what I've done with, the, like, in terms of shopping is I will go into a mall and I am no longer tempted because I've completely shifted my mentality. Like, I know what I own. I know that it's enough. I know that it, I don't need anything right now. And I literally haven't bought anything for over... Almost three months. Yeah, it's you've amazing. done really well with that. Yeah. Well, I've been doing this for like. But of course, a there are times. Time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still very tempted. Even with my home, like I love walking around home since I'm like, oh, I want to buy that picture, and I'm, and then I'm like, Lauren, your place is perfect. Like, go home. You don't need to continue to redo your place all the time. Okay. On that note, I think I was just speaking of clothes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love my home sense. Yeah, see, even my bed, I'm like, oh, I want a new bed frame. And I'm like, Lauren, you don't need that. Like, stop thinking about that. Your bed's perfect. But I wanted to get the point across is that we're still very tempted. And that's a misconception that we're trying to explain to people is that 
We don't just walk around being like, oh, I'm super content with my life all the time. Like, We're not like, uh, you know, those people who are at restaurants. They can't eat this. They can't eat that. They can't eat that. We're like... We're not completely restricting ourselves. We're just being more mindful. Mindful, one hundred percent. And yeah. there are times I give in, but the point is, is that I I do stop myself from buying them, and that takes a certain discipline. And then when I do buy it, I love it and I enjoy it, and I make sure of that. So, and you know what? Uh, on back to minimalism and defining it, I would say that minimalism is really just all about reassessing your priorities so that you can strip away the excess uh, and the non-essential stuff. So the possessions, the beliefs, behaviors, habits, relationships, and activities that don't bring value to your life. So focus on the essential stuff that does. And you know, that's we've helped shift our mindset so that we can go into situations like, like these and you know, not overspend and um, be more deliberate uh, with our decisions. I'd say that some of the true elements, so you know, the true elements of, of minimalism is being intentional by living a life that matches your goals and values. I'd also argue that minimalism is a personalized approach. Um, for example, you know, every single person's uh, Every single person's way of living a minimalist lifestyle is going to be different. Um, for example, uh, some people would say, hey, minimalists, they, they can't own any. And minimalists who read, they can't own any physical books. They want everything in the cloud. No, like if you love physical books, you can own physical books. Like it's all about what you love and what is functional in your life. Also, we mentioned this before, quality over quantity. So having quality items over, uh, sorry, yeah, quality items over quantity. So you can still drive that nice car, have that fancy home, just be more intentional. Um, High-end possessions are fabulous if that's what you want. (laughs) I love that. So it's like, if you want to have a high-end purse, like you can do that. Personally, for me, I like to use, I like to buy items that are of high quality. I don't particularly like brand names. Uh, so much, but um, and if I if I do buy a brand, I kind of like it to be hidden because I like to kind of have high end material that will last me a long time. That's the beauty of it too. It usually lasts longer. Yeah, it does. And going just to add a quick thing to the designer bag, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a nice bag. But if you have ten or fifteen of them, yes, that's when you have to step back and be like, do I actually love every single one of these bags or am I just buying to buy at this point and buying to be seen and to see how many bags I have? Like if you are willing to put that amount of money into a bag, which you may have for 10 or 15 or 20 years and it's worth it to you, um, then that's fine. But at what point is it too much or do you stop liking them or is it a collection that you know, you, that's when you have to step back because there's nothing, and to each their own. Maybe some people love bags, but the the point is, is like, are you getting enjoyment out of each and every one of those bags? And if they're all just sitting in your closet on display so people see how many designer bags you have, then that's when you have to question why you're buying them in the first place. Right. Wow. Yeah, that actually brings up a, a point I sold my... Gucci purse. Yeah, you were saying you did well on it. And it felt so good. I was like, I don't need this. And I told a friend. I said, oh, yeah, I sold a, a name, like a really nice high-end purse today. And he was like, oh, why did you do that? And I said, oh, because I didn't need it. I already have one. He's like, well, don't you need more than one purse? I was like, no. 
Why would I need more than one or two clutches? That's all I need. Yeah, it's not necessary. I own and, two clutches. That's all I need. And, like, it's so nice just to have one or two that you know go with everything. Like, I couldn't imagine every day. Like, you already have to pick your clothes and cook, and there's so many things to do. Imagine picking bags and... I just it's too much so have one or two that you love if you want to do that but you know it's just getting to that that point I also want to talk about why I think minimalism came in and yeah. why there's such a misconception so minimalism has the word word like minimal that's mm-hmm. what you think when you think minimalism and minimal means very little or the least amount and I think because we have gone so extreme with consumerism we had to go so extreme the other way to like create this concept of not succumbing to right all popular the noise culture yeah, yeah all the noise and um like there are so many misconceptions around it and i i think that it's starting to sweep across developed countries because we you know we're trying to find a way to explain how why and how we live with less and i I don't think it, the term always has to be used minimalism because yeah. it, it is like it's so extreme like you can just say oh I live simple or I, I I don't own too much or I just own the few things I need but like minimalism kind of falls under all of that so I think it, it's just such a misconception because it's it, it seems more extreme than it is but it's honestly I think it's more how people used to live in the past like if you look at our grandparents they would have been minimalist it's true yeah because they just, they had a few clothes they wore. And even last week when we were talking about products, like our grandmothers didn't have bags full of makeup the way we do now. It's cute. My dad had mentioned how his mother, I, I she passed away when I was three or four. So I never got to know her, which is unfortunate, but she was a true minimalist and Aww. it was very high end. She oh, had like mink, co- min- mink coats, which is crazy. So like fur coats, yeah. uh, but she had a very small wardrobe, which is really cool. And for me, like I just see that as like such a classy way of living. It's such a beautiful way to live. We just happen to choose the word minimalism to define living simply and living with, you know, a focused, clear mindset. I, I think maybe the term might change in the future. It's just we're trying to differentiate ourselves or even fight against the way people are living now because the way people are living now is irresponsible. It's environmentally irresponsible. It's socially irresponsible. It personally. In, personally yeah. irresponsible. So we're, we're trying to define a, a movement so that we're not, you know, destroying the earth and destroying our health and destroying our um, finances and there's so many areas you can go into this but it's more I think there is a misconception because it's such a strong definition but it doesn't even need to be defined as minimalism if you don't want to again the purpose of minimalism is just to help us live intentionally to live by our goals and our values to essentially live with the things we value most and to remove everything else that distracts us from them. It sounds really easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It takes discipline. Every day, as you said. Every single day. And you know what? Every single day since we started this podcast, like I feel like I've been living a more meaningful life. 
good. I know I, that sounds really lame, but I, I have. Know, but it does because and you express gratitude in what you do own, and you start wearing the clothes that you do own, and you just it's so much nicer. And if there's anything I can say is define what minimalism is to you. Define it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just It's a personalized approach. There are elements of minimalism that you can apply to your life. Not all are going to be working for you. Um, again, it's custom to you. You customize it yourself. Uh, if you need help, like there's tons of research online. Uh, there's the minimalist. There's the minimalist documentary. There's us. Yeah, there's so many books. (laughs) There's so much you can read. And uh, did you want to go into uh, our next episode? Oh, so this is our 19th episode. I'm really excited about that. Uh Our 20th episode is going to be our first episode where we have a special guest. And uh, so that'll be really fun. And side note, we have uh, finally incorporated um, a true uh, podcaster microphone into our podcast Kelly and I purchased something (laughs) (laughs) we're true podcasters now we're really excited so um yeah so we're gonna be interviewing a minimalist um next week yes and we're gonna continue to interview minimalists and I I'm really excited to do this because people who live this way of life have so many tips and tricks and how to do things and why they do it and ways to do it so we are going to just learn so much more on how to live this as well as you guys. So we're super excited. Okay. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we will speak to you next week. Thanks guys. Thanks guys.